Hey guys. Bienvenidos. And welcome to the Latino Card. I'm JJ Saldana. I'm Nicole Foy. And I'm Rebecca De Leon. We are recording in the Radio Boise studios today. And I guess we might as well get this part out of the way in yeah. the beginning. Um, Let's do it. It's just I, like a Band-Aid. Just do just it. Just rip it. So, gosh, I don't even know how to approach this. Um, I guess this is kind of an announcement for anyone who hasn't seen the announcement already on Twitter. Um, I am leaving the Idaho press and going to the Idaho Statesman. So that means that I am very sad to be departing as one of the hosts of the Latino card. Um, the founders. I have been assured that mm-hmm. I will be referred to in posterity as a founder, but moving forward... Um, it will. You guys will be left in the very able hands of Rebecca and JJ. So I don't know, Rebecca. Do you want to talk a little bit about how it's going to work? Yeah. So um, this there was a lot of thought, and there were a lot of conversations that went into what's going to happen with the podcast. Um, you know, Nicole unfortunately cannot stay, and she's she's a big piece. You know, she's the corazón. She's the heart of this podcast. The so losing heart. her. Um, you know, and she, she at the very least, we're so glad that she'll still be in the area. She's still going to be doing the kind of um, amazing, you know, investigative journalism that she has been doing. And we're so grateful to continue to have her in the community and like as a friend to JJ and myself, um, you know, but she isn't going to be on the podcast anymore. And so we had a lot of conversations about what to do with the podcast. There were a lot of ideas thrown out. What we eventually settled on is that we are going to continue the Latino card, you know, with the Idaho Press. And what the the Idaho Press has very generously offered was to have me be essentially a columnist for the Idaho Press, but instead of in print, I would be doing it in the studio, in the recording studio. It's kind of innovative when you think about I it. I mean, I know. Yeah. We are cutting edge. <laughs> it's amazing what yeah, we've and thought it's something, of. It's something I'm really excited about, and I'm stu- I'm going to be the, one of the podcast's biggest fans, and mostly too She's because... She's a groupie. Yeah, I'm going to be a groupie now. I'm still going to do great things, and, and what I love about you two being on the podcast is you guys have a lot of years of history and knowledge about... Idaho's Latino community that I don't have. And so I'm really excited to see what you guys keep doing with it. And I'm also just, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be different, but it's going to be wonderful. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been one of the highlights of my work here in Idaho is Uh getting to launch this podcast. And I think it's going to be awesome moving forward. I will always remember our first meeting to talk about it. It was just such a fun meeting it was over a bowl of french fries i think That's and right. um oh at boise fry company yeah. Right. yeah well we should say we should, we got to give credit where credit is due my boss scott, scott. Mac- mcintosh he it was his idea because of a tweet right yes because he saw the three of us tweeting at each other and probably being sassy and maybe and, and, and said and we were, it was let's be real it was probably rebecca and i ganging up on you probably. jj <laughs> i get beat up by them all the yeah, time yeah and it Such was a whiner. it was um and he said you guys you guys should have a podcast and later he i remember he came by my desk in the newsroom and said i was serious about that and I was like, oh 
And his support has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, you know, everything. I mean, really, we were we had wanted to do this podcast because we, you know, just chatting among ourselves. We're like, we are very entertaining people. And we (laughs) (laughs) we're so smart and we're so entertaining. (laughs) We should have a podcast or a TV show or something. And so it was something, you know, the we've all been passionate, as Nicole mentioned, we've all been passionate about um, Latino issues. We've all been passionate about Idaho. Um, and so it was something that we wanted to do regardless. But the Idaho Press and Scott came in and they put in so much encouragement and um, support behind it. And we have felt really, I think I have, I should probably just speak for myself. I have felt so empowered throughout this whole journey to really create this podcast into something that we wanted it to be. And um, a huge thank you to Scott and also to Radio Boise, to Wayne at Radio Boise. Radio Boise has been amazing as well. And so and we're we just Can't leave so Ash grateful. out of this. I mean, she's been such a great... Um, we were, I was getting there. there. No, I'm yeah, just Ash saying. Ash got to talk plenty of time. Plenty, oh, like, that's true. Plenty of time last time. Never mind. So Let's she can just about be Ash. quiet in the corner of this episode. <laughs> no, Ash has been very instrumental in as far as making sure that we stay on track. So and I think she's that's still going to be part of the so, podcast, yeah, too. You guys are making it sound like it is the end. And it is it, not the end. <laughs> it is just going to be slightly different. But I have to say, this podcast has raised my inner DVEX. That's true. <laughs> that is the most important thing yes. that this podcast has accomplished. The most is, important thing. Uh, Devex JJ. And really the last thing that we needed was more <laughs> ego for JJ. Well, one of the la- the things that we've been talking about, um, you know, whether on it like on and off the air and also just among ourselves and is one of, I'm really glad we get to have this topic when in our in my my last episode mm-hmm. is something that is I think it's kind of a um, a discussion across the United States, sp- specifically in Latino American um, society, I guess, mm-hmm. if there is one society, is this idea of what is Latino enough? And that's, I think mm-hmm. it's like, how do you, how do you be Latino enough? Who gets to call themselves La- Latinx? Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, our podcast is named the Latino card and that be, that's because you hear that a lot and sometimes it's a joke sometimes it's not and uh just about about you know oh like well I'm going to take away your Latino card and usually someone says that because you do something that like is, not know her tacos yeah excuse yeah. me you guys are gonna have <laughs> so to get like, over that for example <laughs> last episode Rebecca terrible messed up and mixed, well, I, like, let's see, well, mixed up yeah. alobada I had a brain fart. and al pastor. And I personally did try to stop she that did. train. She did. But nobody listened to me. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and so but that's, you know, and so there was a joke about, yeah. about oh, well, you know, you don't Pulling know the difference. Latino card. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 my we're, Latino we're, take, card. we're taking it away. You, you don't get it anymore. But and JJ know. has had his Latino card revoked several times already <laughs> yeah, for I not mean, liking before, spicy food. Yeah. Shame. My food likings is what really gets a lot of people to say, I'm going to pull yeah. your Latino card. You don't like menudo, right? No, but neither does, like neither does <laughs> Nicole. You guys. It now, I'm starting to look weird. real good right now. It, it does weird. smell weird. Don't smell it. Just eat it. <laughs> no, because like when I tried it, and I know I'm going to probably get flack for this, but like I felt it going down my throat. Okay, like, no, okay. No, no, you're, no. you're grossing me out now. <laughs> this is not. It's very good. I love menudo. You guys. It's my jam. So but we joke about this. Yeah. Right? So we joke amongst our, amongst ourselves about, oh, revoking your Latino card. Right. But I bet all three of us have 
times where we've either, I think there's two ways you can look at, look at it, where you haven't felt Latino enough to Absolutely. speak out, to do something, to take a role of authority, right. or other people have made you feel that way. Yes. I don't know, do you guys have an example? Oh, so many examples. I feel this all the time. I mean, I feel like... Um, my Spanish isn't good enough. That's usually like the main one that people bring up. Yeah, Even the ones who are very, very good at speaking Spanish think that their Spanish is not good enough. Um, you know, maybe they don't look a certain way, especially that one's the one that usually gets told to me is, oh, well, you don't look Mexican or are you half? And it's like, do you know more about this than I do? No. What, is, <laughs> what are you doing? No, I'm not half. And, you know, but it's, so th- I think there is actually a meme that I just saw that I love. I'm just going to throw this in really quick. And it's like, um, you know, somebody says, well, you don't look Mexican. And the response is like, oh, well, let me just. And it's like very Chiquita Banana in real life. And it, she's like holding. Um, I don't even know. what she's, I think she's holding like the Mexican flag. And she's she's very traditional Mexican. Like, <laughs> oh, well, let me just like here for you. And it's so true, though. And, it, you know, the the worst part of it is that. I think a lot of the perpetrators of this, you're not Latino enough. I think the majority of them are Latinos. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we do to ourselves. And we have such a a complicated and confused uh, cultural identity for it. Um, In fact, I was just listening to NPR's Code Switch where they talked about Mecha, the organization, and changing their name and taking Chicano and um, Atzalan out of their name and the big backlash that that's had. And so... Um, We won't get into that now because NPR already did that. But NPR Code Switch, um, if you all want to check it out, it's an amazing podcast that they did on that. And it all boils down to, like, who am I? Like, what term am I supposed to be using to identify myself? Because do I get to call myself Latina? What if I'm only half Latina? Do I still get to say I'm Latina? What if my Spanish isn't good enough? What if I don't speak Spanish? What if, you know, I don't know all the words to all of Vicente Fernandez's songs? What? Yeah, get out. <laughs> that's, 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 the that's the line. That's where the line is. We draw the line at Vicente. Like, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chente. Yeah. Rebecca, get out. I don't know, JJ, do you have an example? I've, I've never been told that I'm not Latino enough. Honestly, I haven't. But I've seen it done to other people, especially when they don't speak English or Spanish, sorry. And that I've seen a lot of Latinos go after non-Spanish-speaking Latinos in that sense. And that's just an unfair thing in my opinion because we don't know their situation as to why they don't know a second language yeah i mean it's a big one it's like a big barometer i think that people feel like they're allowed to use well and so i don't know how how do we define like the three people in this room who by the way we should all point out when we're talking about big latino the three of us are all of mexican descent so that's that's a very small segment of latinos that's true so but i don't know how do we define latino who gets to call themselves latino um well i think we should just let me personally decide who's latino and who isn't you're the arbitrator (laughs) yeah for all of idaho oh yeah that's why she's the thorny one (laughs) yeah Just give me a rose and I'll like mm. knight somebody Latino and you can just form a line. Yours sounds more like a bachelorette reality show. <laughs> a rose for you. Congratulations on becoming brown. <laughs> but that's a very, it's a very hard question. It's a complicated question. And I think that we as a, as a culture, like anybody who's involved in the culture, have been wrestling with this for a very well, Nicole, long time. Well, Nicole, do you time. know anybody like... Because you, you know, do you know anybody who is half? 
but doesn't identify themselves as Latino or Latina? I would say that maybe like not like my entire family, like my brother, my brother and sister. I don't I mean, I think they're very aware of their heritage, but I think I, I don't think they take their like Latino and Latina identity. Um, I don't think they think about it very much also, too. So I am I'm half Latina. So my dad is white. My mom is Mexican and Spanish. And um, so, so we, you're tricultural. Well, the Spanish didn't really play in mm. because my grand my grandfather just kind of like melded into uh, the rest of them. My grandma got absorbed. Giant. Yeah, my grandma was the matriarch of the Mexican family, and so my grandpa was just, just like he was there for her. Yeah. He was actually really cool. He was just that like he supported awesome. everything she did. Uh-huh. So it wasn't really like I didn't really know much about Spanish culture. It was white culture and Mexican culture. Yep. <laughs> but you know, so like I personally constantly struggle with whether or not I can call myself. Latina, mm-hmm. and I've come. I've become much more comfortable with saying I'm bicultural, mm-hmm. um, because that's more accurate to but my why, life. What's the struggle though? Because I think you you should be able to identify however you want. Well, yes, you should, but also, but also no, but also well, no. no I'm not saying I'm saying, but also, but being that, if, sorry, let me just kind no, of get fine. that out there. But if you're half, then I think you should be able to identify that way. Yes, yes, you can, but it's it's mostly because shorthand. It's hard to explain sometimes, right? Also, um, there's a lot of privilege in, beca- in being bicultural. I think you maybe experience a little bit more internal turmoil, but it doesn't really sure. necessarily translate to, um, like, I'm not regularly stopped by police. Um, I have had very rare instances of, um, you know, prejudice and racism directed at me. It's been directed at people around me. I've witnessed other stuff. I've heard plenty of stories from my mom from my grandparents from my cousins but I haven't experienced a lot of that. Do you think that would have changed not just by because of your looks but if your name had a Hispanic name? Yes that's the other thing too is and I can tell you this a hundred percent I can tell the exact difference the way people who dislike for example when I'm covering about things when I'm writing about immigration Mm -hmm. there is a very different way that people who are mad at my article and mad at me interact with me on Twitter mm-hmm. when they can see my face and see my bio and infer that I am Latina mm-hmm. and people who just read my article in the newspaper and see my last name Foy, which is my dad's Irish last name, and just not really know what to do with that. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's it's there's very there is overt racism yeah. when, when you can see my face sometimes. And some of the comments, again, from trolls, like they are not a good example of the whole life. Sure. But and it's but it's it's a lot of white privilege that comes with that. Sorry if that's a, you know, it's honest. <laughs> no. But, yeah. And that's a very um, that's a very valid and very um, powerful perspective, I think, because a lot a lot of Latina people, Latino people here do not have white passing privilege. I think I have white passing privilege. I, do I don't. Not. Yeah, I mean, you're not super dark. No, but I mean, I always get, um, I've been called Asian. I've been called Native American. Asian. Asian. See, I get that yes. too. See, I most, like, people don't usually assume I'm white. People usually, like, the thing I they get the most what you are, are. They, is like, what are you? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I get that. When I was a kid, I got Hawaiian a lot. Hawaiian? I don't know what it was. Weird. Today, I mostly get Middle Eastern. Like I would I, say Middle I could Eastern. see that one more yeah, than Yeah, Middle Hawaiian. Eastern would be... Yeah, I like if you had to guess something, yeah. yeah. 
my first job here in Boise, I was working at Toys R Us mm-hmm. my first semester in college. And this lady came in and she was like, swore that I was Vietnamese. And I told her I wasn't. She's like, no, okay, you belong to this family. That's strange. And she was so that, sure I that I was yeah. part of this family. And I tried to, and she would not take no for an answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and that's just the thing is like, what do you look like? Like, again, there's not a, a look. I mean, if right. you watch Telemundo or Univision, you don't even have to speak Spanish at it. But like everybody on there looks it's, like a white person, but they don't speak English. They're not American. They aren't white people trying to pass off as telenovela stars. They are Mexican. Well, well telenovelas are racist in a way. I know. Because, and it's the same white privilege always, there yeah, that they, it is here. Um, only cast, for the most part, white Latinx people on in the main and then the darker ones are always the bad guys or the servants right Mm -hmm. and it's the same same and it's it's there's racism and colorism are like very different than saying like that somebody is bicultural because there's your culture and then there's how you look so could you guys remember like during the Oscars what happened with the star from Roma and that Delanovela star came out and and he called her a word we can't say on here but it was like dude yeah. yeah, and that's that's. I mean, and the there's a lot of sort of the same kind of um, the same kind of nationalist, quote unquote, nationalist talk. We'll probably have to edit this out. Um, that is happening in Mexico right now, as there is happening in the United States, mm-hmm. because Mexico is saying the same thing um, about Central Americans that the United States is saying about Mexicans, and that oh, we don't want them here. Like we're full, or I mean, you know, those people are like, room. yeah, we don't have room, or like there's just this sense of like they're beneath us because they're they're. But that they happens, look I different. think, not just in Mexico. Like I know, for example, yeah, Puerto Ricans don't countries. like the Dominicans coming in, right? Yeah. And so I think it's, it's just, every, yeah, it's. it's a I mean, we just. Have a really, yeah, we just have a really hard time being nice to each other. Right. Well, so then, though, like, let's try to give some kind of answer. What's di- dictionary definition of Latino? I don't know. It's it's something that it, honestly yeah. people will wonder. No, What's the defi- that's de- true. dictionary definition of Latino? Well, I think anybody who is like us from, like you said, Mexican. Um, Convenient. No, but <laughs> so I mean. Latin American descent. descent or, right. yeah. I mean, to me, it's worse is when somebody who is of Latin American descent and doesn't claim it. Right. Um, but I think anybody, even whether you're half a quarter, if you want, if you have that, if that's part of your culture, then yes, you mm-hmm. are Latinx, Latino. And there's also a big movement in, you know, this like Latino discourse is there's been a lot of erasure of Afro Latinos. And, you know, and again, that largely mm-hmm. like draws from, you know, colorism, yes. especially in Mexico, yes. I think, in, in particular, but in other countries as well. Yes. But there are there are a lot of people who identify as Afro-Latino because mm-hmm. they come from, from places like, I mean, the Caribbean, the Caribbean, Brazil, um, Venezuela, Argentina, like where a lot of these cultures have been, you know, mixing together for a long time. And right. and and it's I think a lot of it is people still not being able to get out of their own like narrow community mindset mm-hmm. and i mean i do think that the latino, the latino community as a whole is working to be better about that and acknowledge that and but also too everybody has their own latino experience like and it depends yeah. on whether you're first generation your second generation your third generation mm-hmm. and it can get if you're if you're bicultural, if you're you know, I don't. I mean, it's it's a quite a mix of things. It is. It's a lot of factors, and it's very confusing 
you know, and ultimately it is kind of just like, well, who are we to judge? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also need to be recognizing the struggles of people who are suffering more because of their Latinidad, because they can't seem to pass or take it off as much as the rest of us. If you speak English with an accent, Mm -hmm. you know, people will treat you differently. If you look darker, people will treat you differently. But even like on applications, if they see your name, they'll treat you differently. Right. And so so that goes with housing, jobs, all that. Of like of how um, the non-Latino community is mean to you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and and we've talked about some of a lot of these topics on previous podcasts, you know, when you weren't here, JJ, Rebecca and I talked about the word pocho and how that's kind of like used as a slur, not a slur because it's not a bad word, but, you know, an well, actually, insult. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. It, I actually, um, I spoke to a couple people who oh. are not from the United States and they say that it is a very, very bad word. Oh, awesome. And we said it on And we podcast. said, yeah, we were like, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah, we're, well, we're rebels on this podcast. Well, <laughs> well we, um, you know, that's used as an insult against, it is, yeah. and against people who are viewed as having lost their identity. Right. Well, another topic, though, in that same sense is I've seen people who use being married to a Latino Latina to be able to be racist and be like, oh, I'm not yes. racist, I'm married. Oh and that, that to me is the worst. We because, should talk about Because yes. um, saying, oh, I can't be racist, I'm married to a Latino or a Latino. I'm like, mm-hmm. that doesn't stop you from being racist. Yeah, you being, can absolutely I just feel sorry for your spouse. And again, <laughs> participating right. in a culture because they're in your community does not make you a member of that culture. Yes. It means they're, you're in community with those people, which is exactly. great. We want to be in community with each other. Yes. Multicultural communities are strong and vibrant and help us understand each other better. It's, yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, you can, you can email into the podcast and fight us on this. Not me, because I won't be here. You can yell at JJ and Rebecca. <laughs> but, Bring it. Fight but, me. But again, like, you know, I, I think we see a lot of people adopt um, the Latino identity because they're, yeah, married into it or they um, participate in the culture in like in, in a like very Latino aspect, uh, Latino cultural thing, and so they give themselves a Hispanic name. Ew. And don't do that. I yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah, and it's like. I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What does that say to you? See, and that's that's insulting to me. Like why? you, uh, well. It's hard to articulate exactly why. <laughs> I want you to articulate okay. right now. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> it is. It's very insulting. And so that's why it's like there's so much gray area. So on one side, it's like, you know, I I can't say too much about being Latina enough because, yes, I, I have like the bloodline or whatever. And I do speak Spanish, but I I don't have to experience certain forms of racism as a result of my Latinidad that others do, and I have to pay respect to that. And then at the same time, though, there are people who want to just put it on like it's a costume or like it's um, something that they can just carry around with them when they have the ability to take it off and assume the complete, you know, white privilege. And that is insulting to the people who struggle with it Mm -hmm. because um, there are a lot of people who maybe, um, maybe I'm undocumented or maybe I am... A part of a family with undocumented there's a lot of mixed status families and so you know how dare you act like you're part of us when you don't know what we go through you don't know what we struggle with and you haven't fought for the yeah the and you haven't fought for us you don't understand and yet you think that you know you use it to gain something you use it to gain money or you use it to gain some sort of i don't know what respect maybe and for what we have fought for like how dare you and so 
there's there's this sort of spectrum of like you know let's let's be um let's be cognizant and let's be respectful of the people who struggle so much as a result of racism and at the other end let's not be the kind of person who will appropriate for their own um for their own gains when they're not really latinos or they're well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that. a difference between doing that and being an ally, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah like you can, st- yeah, and that's the thing that I always try to be cautious, cautious of, and think about it in this context where it's, you know, because what what I think Latinos and of course like every race that is not white in America can can say that this they've had this experience where people say like, oh, well, you're only Latino as soon as you're applying for scholarships, you oh. know? And like, that, like I've, I've heard that like Ew, directed at me, directed at my family. Disgusting. And it's like, first of all, you don't know me. Yeah. And, but second of all, there are people who do that and that's really disappointing, but that also really that disappointing. doesn't mean that that's what everybody that doesn't mean that's what everybody does. And also, I kind of think of the fact where it's like, if I'm not, if I am, I can't just be proud to call myself Latina when I'm applying for a scholarship if I'm not also going to be proud to call myself a Latina when I'm getting pulled over for a traffic ticket. That's right. Like, right. like it has, like, it, it, that's something that... You have to take that the good with the bad. You have to take the good with the bad. And, and, that's, and, and that's sometimes the bad that comes with that. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think... I think, yeah, it's it's impossible to be like you. We don't want to like arbitrarily say who is Latino and who is not and right. who gets to call themselves that. But I would encourage people to consider that, mm-hmm. you know, consider what, you know, what you're using that for. Is it because you are proud of your identity and mm-hmm. you're proud of your heritage? I mean, so much of what I take from my Latino identity is like how much I adored my grandparents. That's where I got it from. They've both passed. They passed away when I was in college and I miss them a lot. And like, that's so much of where I draw that identity from because they cared so much for me. They shared so much of that. And I am proud that my grandma was born in Mexico and came here and that my grandpa, my grandpa and his whole family worked really hard. And like, I'm really proud of that. And so like that's where I draw my identity from. Not that I can get an extra scholarship or that I can right. cover Latino affairs for the Idaho press. Like that's not my goal. And I, I, I don't know. I just, just went yeah, a little rant no, that, there. No, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And it, that reminded me of you know I I think that the core of this struggle of like are we Latino are we Latino enough or not mm-hmm. has a lot to do with how much um, we have taken in assimilation and internalized oppression mm-hmm. because. You know, uh, there's especially throughout the generations, the the oppression looks different. So, like, um, I I like to talk about Richie Valens. I th- I don't know if I've talked about him on this podcast. La Bamba yet. guy. Yeah, the guy who sang La Bamba. La Bamba is in Spanish, and um, it was you know it's one of the very first songs in Spanish that went sort of mainstream in white America. And they don't really fully know what's said outside of La Bamba, but they knew, but it was catchy and they accepted it. But in order for him to be able to do that, he needed to change Change his his name name from Ricardo Valenzuela, I think it was, to Richie Valens, which is something that white people could digest more easily. And yeah, and, and we don't have to do that anymore. We can keep our names and... We can just insist that white people learn how to pronounce our names correctly. And use the Because, Indian. yeah, 
JJ is salty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's that's just like a small fraction of the identity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how how do you speak English? Do you speak English? Not even just with an accent, but like, are you articulate enough in English in order for us to take you seriously? Well, or, but I've also had friends who are like, when you switch over to certain words, your accent changes as well. I'm like, well, duh, because I'm speaking a Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you do? Like, if I'm say that I'm talking in English, but then there's a Mexican word or Spanish word that comes in, uh, oh. I switch, and they're like, your accent immediately changes. And I'm like, So, like, oh, you course. say mango instead of mango? Right. The way it's supposed to be Correct. pronounced. And so, and they're like, why do you change that? I'm like, because that's, that's, that's how you that's pronounce the, the word. Like, I hate, you know, especially in California, like, all the cities have Spanish names, and you say and stuff like Pasadena instead of Pasadena. Yeah. And you, that's just how, if you say it right, I, people think you're crazy. They have. I got that all. Yeah. I went to, I grew up in Central Valley. I went to school down in Southern California where everything is named that. And people right. would make fun of me yeah. for pronouncing like, it. Like, why are you, why are you saying that? That's not that? why they were making fun of you. That's true. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> well, okay, I have a it's question terrible. for you guys. Yes. What is something you have caught yourself doing, whether like consciously or unconsciously, to like make yourself feel like more Latino, like for example, when and I I catch myself doing this and I and I kind of laugh and like d- try have to try to decide. But if I am feeling like I need to like feel Latina that day, I will put on my big hoops. Uh, that's exactly what I was <laughs> going to say. I don't know. So do you guys have like where if you're if you're gonna, like JJ, if you're going to talk to people at the consulate or if you're going to talk to someone who for some reason makes you feel a little bit insecure in your Latino identity, what do you do? Well, over the years, I've gotten more comfortable talking yeah. to the consulate people. Mm-hmm. But when I first started talking to them, I felt like oh my gosh, my Spanish is not going to be right. good enough. Their Spanish is um, But when I want to feel more Latino, it's really music for me. I put mm. in old school um, music I love, um, Cuco Sanchez, who does some just great rancheras. And so, and that just reminds me of my parents' kind of music, my grandparents' music. And so that kind of helps me think, okay, That's I'm more Latino. That's a big one too, music. And then if I want to just be happy, I just put on Selena. Yeah, of course. What about you, Sorry, I stole your hoops. You did. Yeah, I do put on the hoop earrings. I think putting on large hoop earrings in a work setting is such an act of rebellion. It feels like an act of rebellion because you're like, it's not supposed to be like according to the non-Latino standards. It's not very um, professional. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's I've been told that it was ghetto to my face in a work setting and even in my own home, not by a brown person. Yeah. My I've had, <laughs> fam- I've had family like- tell me like like they'll see a picture of me and Nicole your hoops are so big like why are you wearing that at work and I'll be like why and they'll be like I don't know you just don't do that because they think had these that hoops beat. are big because no these for are those big. who are just listening they're not that no, big no these my mom small. one time saw these like little hoops they're by the way like a third of the size of Rebecca's and these are the smallest wearing. I have yeah, so oh wow yeah. my, one time my mom saw these hoops it was like Nicole you wear this to work they're so big and I was like oh mom wow. oh mom <laughs> oh you have no idea but speaking of Earrings, you have some concha earrings that That's are pretty right. cool. That's true. So when I went to the, what should was we tell it? them what a concha is? Yes, yeah, we. So it's um, pandulce. Yeah, sweet bread. And then yeah. the little Mexican sweet a, that looks like a shell. Yeah, yeah, the concha concha means shell. So, so we it's the one to, that kind of looks like the a Mexican. Shell. We went to the Mexican chocolate fair. Chocolate coffee fair. I I put on my concha earrings because I needed to. I think that was more like 
<laughs> I don't think I were did you trying that. to feel more Latina? I don't think I was trying to because like that was like a very Latino thing to go to. So like I feel like that was a solid, but but it was mostly just I think it was more just like this is a fun, like if I'm gonna wear like pan dulce yeah. in my ears like when I like it might as well be as the Mexican coffee and chocolate fair. But solid, I took a picture of it posted on Twitter and it, people seem to really really enjoy your earrings. Yeah, they were they're very cool. Yeah. It's an very, it's an art. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> For me, feeling Latino is really hanging out with friends, going out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and just kind of making it an all-day thing, hanging out with them, and just kind of talking it up. Yeah, and just and talking so. about the issues that that we seem to face all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's so wonderful to have a community that understands. You can vent. You can you know really under be there for each other and not have to explain like. Okay, let me let me explain to you why it's so messed up for me to get or why over I feel this way somebody. about certain yeah, things and be like, how they would just, you? They ha- understand and asking like, how would you handle this if if this happened to you and so right, yeah, and that that community I think is really important, and I feel like I am with community, and I feel most at home when I am with other Latino people. Not to say that I don't have a lot of friends who aren't Latino, but there is. You know, there that sense of um, sort of almost like being in the same family comes from people when you you have so much in common. When well, I think we need it, especially after the last few years, just yes. how everything's been going on, it, we we community, need that community. It's is a stress. extremely important yeah, and right now. It's, it's a stress, and it's also a stress to have to explain yourself constantly. Yeah, and that, that's the very that's the very bottom line of it is that sometimes there are people who, because of similar life experiences, similar childhoods just the fact that like you know their moms made the same type of food you know like you can bond over right. that like yeah. it, it or really different kind of food They're like oh your mom made it with this and my mom yeah. did it with this it's so fun yeah. there's like endless varieties that you because like i've never had green pozole that you talked about and because my mom always just made the really, red really really well guys <laughs> that is something i would say is yes. what makes me confident in my your cooking dad, is That's my cooking right. yep. is i inherited a lot of recipes that were very good and I have gotten pretty good at making them and so when I need to when I need to feel confident in that or feel connected I would say that's more what it is but feeling feeling connected connected. um like that's what I'll do I'll I'll make you know there's a work potluck I'll make pozole like that's that's something I'm really good with the takeout menu. (laughs) And your Latino card has been revoked again. There we go. (laughs) We will end this podcast with revoking JJ's Latino card. That can't happen. (laughs) Again. Again. Okay. Well, how should we end this? By retiring your Latino card. Yes. Wait, so I don't get to keep it? No, we're just saying nobody else will ever come. No, you know how when they retire jerseys, nobody (laughs) else gets to use them? Nobody so else gets to wear else them. Does come on I didn't to the even podcast. play the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we had said that we, Rebecca and I talked about retiring your card way back when. That's true. We're like, like after the first episode. Oh, what? Why? <laughs> we knew you were leaving. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, we did it. <laughs> we knew we were going to kick her out. Yeah, I was, was going to um, say you were planning this. <laughs> no, but after that, I'm like, we should just retire it, kind of like make it kind of um, special, like. Yeah. Like they do with baseball players, football players. We retire this jersey. Yeah. We can't take this seriously. (laughs) Yes, we can. So there needs to be a ceremony. We're going to frame your Latino card. 
and then we're going to set it on fire and put it on a boat. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> give it a Viking funeral. It's the true way to, yeah, like, to retire a Latino card is give it the most, like, white person ancestor. And then for, and then for <laughs> like, what, night? Burial. Honey, then for nine days, we'll do a Rosario. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Nicole for being a part of this podcast because, like we said in the past, she has been the heart of it. And so... We're going to try to move on without her. She's not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> she, she didn't die. <laughs> Nicole was a big part of our community. Stop telling people I'm dead. <laughs> for, for more information, read the obituaries at the Idaho Press, page six. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> you will forever be missed. Rest in peace. <laughs> well, we're, News since she my never... death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoyed having her here, even though she never brought us pozole. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. No, we wanted it here. Yeah. Well, I feel like this podcast for me has kind of exemplified what I wanted to do working at the Idaho Press, which is make sure that Latinos in Idaho have a voice and have like stories that matter to them. And so it's Mm -hmm. been awesome for the like, what, I think 11 episodes is a pretty good run. Yeah. That's, you know, 11 episodes I've been on. And I'm really excited to see what you guys do in the future. Um, I promise not to harass you on Twitter too much. Do you um, promise, though? Do you? No, know? I don't promise. We have this on re- we recorded yeah. this message. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, keep listening to the Latino card. It's going to be awesome because Rebecca and JJ are going to be awesome. They know a lot of people, guys. Like It's true. We do have still some, some amazing, amazing guests, guests lined up yes. for the next few episodes. So. Um, we're still really excited to be able to talk to them. And this, the Latino card will st- continue to be a platform for these stories to be told and the different aspects of the Latino community and issues that matter to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's still going to be great, but um, we, will be, we will miss you, Nicole. Well, I'm grateful for you guys and for the episodes that we've done. It's been really fun. It has been fun. We've, we've worked through a lot of, like, Latino trauma together. That's true. And <laughs> this is it's, true. Been, it's only been 11 episodes. I feel like we've been through a lot. Yeah, so. we've been through a lot. We've harassed Ash. Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. She's, she's your one white friend, JJ. No, she <laughs> said she had two white friends. So oh, that's right. Friends, so I don't even count them. She so. didn't count you as her friend. <laughs> well... Thank you Thank so you. much for listening um, to this podcast. Um, yeah, this is me signing off for the last time, but make sure you tune in to the next episode that we'll publish to listen to JJ and Rebecca do a wonderful job. We're going to just have your picture sitting here for oh, the next stop. few times. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all later. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye.